Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 248. That is 248. It's the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. Delighted to be joined as ever by Wolverhampton Wanderers extraordinaire. It is that man, Mr. Liam Keane. Liam, how's it going, chappy? Well, by the sounds of it, mate, I'm much better than you. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in great fettle today. Um, better than I was four hours ago, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> and it's, what, two o'clock in the afternoon now we're recording this? It's uh, two o'clock, 2.09, yeah. 7.30am in Shea Judah this morning was not a good place to be. Um, Give me the details, the gory details. Well, it's all of my own making. You know, I've got to hold my hands up. Uh, Alan had some of her friends around last night. Um... Um, you can probably guess who some of them were, and um, and yes, we um, we had we had quite a lot of drink. Um, I mean, I was going to barbecue at some point, but thought oh, I can't do that. I, I can't give people food poisoning. You know, I haven't used. I've had a green egg, which is like a really nice barbecue for about a year and a half, and I haven't touched it because I'm too scared. So, got a chef in. He did it all. Fantastic oh, wood fire pizza oven, all going in the backyard. Everybody arrives. Tequila shot straight away. I'm like, oh, a tequila shot at two two p.m. It was a nice day, wasn't it? Yesterday, it was. We're all drinking nice. there, and then we went into, um, and then I went to white white wine. Then I went to red wine. You can just see how the night and evening are descending here. And I knew I was wasted at one point when <laughs> they were doing shots about. This is about seven o'clock now or eight o'clock, and we've got the fire going, and it's all cute and cozy and. Everyone's having a fun time, and I guess I've got like one of those, you know, those big innocents. They do the juices, don't they? So they do yes. orange juice, and they do like a passion fruit. So they're using a passion fruit one as a mixer. I think we, we I think there's eleven bottles of tequila that went through yesterday. Eleven that's Jeez. downstairs. I had to clean it this morning, and um, and this tropical whatever innocent drink. Innocent, if you want to supply them with anything for free, then I will at you any time you want. And um, and they've run out. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, don't worry, don't worry, and we'll, we'll we'll have something else. And me being the host, I'm like, no, we will have tropical innocence. So somehow, I went out the door and ran eight minutes to the nearest Sainsbury's, <laughs> ran back again, and just there you go, guys. That, that's when you know you're wasted when you're just running, and I'm like running down the street. There's no need. They could have gone to the orange juice, but I'm like, no, no. And I ran as fast as I could, came back sweating. I don't know why. What am I doing? What are you doing? That's when you know it's not a good situation. And I didn't have enough water last night. I didn't have my electrolytes. Woke up this morning with a splitting headache. And all, you know, you'll know it from your uni days. Well, I say uni days. You're, you're still, you know... You're still struggling a night out, Kino, around around the streets of Levington. But when you get back the irony in the morning, coming from you, can you smell you smell that? You know, you're cleaning the glasses away today, and you're smelling that tequila at the bottom of glasses. Oh, it's not good. I can I mean, just I'm nearly, imagine. I'm 41, going on 42. I can't I can't hang with the young bucks anymore. I think yeah, and the rest of it, mate. Ah, leave I, it, uh, leave it. I can just imagine how how bad you are, considering you had two. It was two, wasn't it? Two gin and tonics in. Newcastle, and then yeah. said, "Yeah, I had to drink a gallon of water before yeah, I went to I was bed." Feeling and then it. you were still feeling it the next day. I know, I know. I can't, I can't do it to myself anymore. I need to, I need to just stick to one. It was stupid, but you know, everybody's there, and and it's a, it's a nice day. You, you feel like you want to have a drink. You know, I don't mind. I think when you get to my age, Kino, it's um, it's day drinking is the way forward, not night drinking. Day drinking is very underrated. And oh, then day drinking class. I love yeah, it. I love a good, love day, a good drink. day drink. Um, when's 
I always, I always kind of like attribute day drinking to when the football tournaments are on and World Cup wise, you can get a good day drink. But I don't know Qatar. What what time what time of the day are those going to be? Are they going to be day, days? I think guess it will be because Qatar's like four or five yeah, hours no, the, in front, aren't they? So it could be. So it will be day drinking, won't it? The kickoff times over here for the Qatar fixtures. Yeah, there'll be four games a day. Is ten a.m. Oh, one p.m. Oh, four p.m. and seven p.m. Wow. So it's actually I mean, they're actually pretty good times to be fair, unless obviously you're working. Yeah, but I mean beer gardening hell. That's going to be magnificent. What, what beer garden in November? Uh, they'll all be open with heaters, mate. It's all fine. It's all fine. <laughs> Forget about that. So yeah, so not great, not great. But apart from that, I, I'm 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 fine, mate. I'm fine. I'm going to Little Mix concert tonight, mate, at Birmingham. Excited for that. Oh, so that's who was round. Got you. No, um, no, no. But I'm going to the concert for that uh, tonight, <laughs> and um, and I'm taking an Express and Star reporter with me. Oh, my invite must be lost in the post, then, mate. <laughs> You're not coming. Well, no, I don't. I don't remember being invited. You wouldn't have come. You wouldn't have come. It's not your cup of tea, is it? Bit it's not. Pop. It's not my scene. No. No, Mr. You, Joe you, Massey, West Brom reporter, is coming. Do, <laughs> wait, what? Do, <laughs> since when? Since when's Joe Massey a little bit? he's coming. He's coming tonight. So that should be quite an experience for him to go and see. Go and see the little, uh, uh, the trio. The trio. Wait, why? Is he, why is he going? Because he's made a massive. They're good. They've got some absolute stonking bops, by the way. I suppose as a as an Albion fan, he's used to watching shite, isn't he? So oh wow! He'll be uh, he'll, wow. he'll be he'll be he'll be like a pig in shit, mate, when he's there. Uh... Oh my god! There'll be no swearing on my podcast, Keno. I'll leave the swearing to me. I've got You're two five and a half minutes now, in. They've got to have a PG before you go into it. If you if you if you're having a go at some players, you know, forty five minutes in, then I'll allow it. But not five minutes into my podcast, please. I'm too comfortable these days. You are. You're getting too comfortable. We need to. We need to sort you out. Um, put you in your put you in your place, mate. I was um, how was it going? How's it going? I'm looking at all these games. I'm looking at all these teams above Wolves, and I'm looking at them just constantly, constantly mess up. Losses, draws, losses, win, loss, loss, draw. And I'm thinking every week there's just that one extra game where you think just win this game. I tell you what, Kino, we're there again. Just win this game. <laughs> Just win this game. For me, um, let's look at it, okay? We've gone a little bit too early into the old Wolves chat, but it's fine because I am quite excited about Sunday. There will be teams that will have played two and perhaps three games more than Wolves by the time that Sunday comes. Now, if they have another good Saturday in terms of other results... They've got a great chance, and I know they've got some difficult games, and Wolves will have a big say in this title race, by the way. But if they can win at Burnley and then beat Brighton, I I think they're going to get into Europe, regardless of the last few fixtures, honestly. But for me, they have got to go win-win. I don't think a draw is good enough to go to Burnley and draw or get four points from those two games. I think it's win territory now in the three games. Obviously, Norwich at home. And these two, and then see what they can do if they can get a result out of the big three when they've got Chelsea, Liverpool, and Manchester City. They can get one result out of that. But if they can make three wins of these three three teams that are obviously way below them in the table, I think they've got a cracking chance looking at the way things are working out. It's the hope that kills you, isn't it? It's the hope that gets oh, you. I know, I know, I know. And uh, I, the thing is, I've been saying this all along because I really do think Wolves, even before the fixtures that have been pretty. Uh, favourable in the last mm. week or last weekend rather the Wolves were still in it yeah definitely still in it and you yeah. look at West Ham are very uh, preoccupied 
aren't they, with, with Europa League? Very preoccupied. But they're very preoccupied with that. Extremely. Easy word They've for me lost to say. Brentford. They drew with Burnley. Um, yeah. <laughs> they... Um, and, and of course, if they do win the tournament, they get into they get into the Europa anyway. No, they get into the Champions League, mate. Oh, sorry, Champions League, of course, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, I so think they, it was the Conference know, League, but it's the that, that's Leicester. Leicester yeah, exactly. the Europa League. Yeah, they yeah. Yeah. I mean, so they're, they're dropping points and dropping like flies, to be honest, mate. And mm-hmm. you look at the fixtures as well. Um, West Ham's fixtures are very, very simul- similar to uh, to Wolves. You swap, yeah. out, swap out Liverpool for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much the difference. I think they've also got Brighton. I think they've also got Norwich as well. So um, the fixtures are very, very similar. Um, and Brighton are the kind of team that, if you beat them, excellent. And you need to kind of beat teams like Brighton. But Brighton can also upset teams. I mean, look when they went to Spurs. You know, they're, they're no mugs. I think sometimes I think they're massively overrated. And I think sometimes the manager's overrated as this genius. I think they're fine. But they always finish up 12th to 14th or 15th. You know, they're not, they're not incredible. But they on the day when they're at it, they can they can beat they can pull pull up at one or two big results. So if Wolves can get past that game, beat them, I fancy Brighton to upset the party with some of the other teams. Totally, I, I think um, the thing is, there's going to be so many twists and turns between now and the end of the season. I mean, Wolves very well may lose to Burnley. They may go they they might go and then beat you know Chelsea, City, or Liverpool. It's going to be. I it's going to be very, to, very tense in these I don't think games. you can go to European football and go to Burnley on Sunday and lose the game. No, I, I, I agree. I do agree. But I'm just, I'm, I really do think that, you know, you, you can't give up on on even just a weekend of football at this point. Yeah. I think you have to yeah. get down to these final two or three games before you can say probably definitively where Wolves are, are going to be. And even then it might be difficult. Um, but I totally agree. You have to win Burnley, Brighton and Norwich. Um, and of course, these two Burnley, Brighton are, are coming up back to back. Um, which makes them even more important, really, um, having them back to back. And you know, if you go to to Burnley, who, by the way, Wolves have not beaten Burnley at Turf Moor mm. since 2010. Wow! Um, wow! You, <laughs> if you go there and win that home game on the 30th of April, Saturday, 3 p.m. against yeah. Brighton, is a yeah. humongous game. Huge game. Um, but it, it, you know, it, it depends how big it is on on really on Sunday. Um, I, I do agree with you that I don't think you can you can draw them. Um, but I think if Wolves do get a point on Sunday, depending on the the results on Saturday and elsewhere, yeah. it still may be good enough. Which is crazy to say, to be honest. But some, somehow Wolves are still in it. But then the frustrating thing is that they probably should have been six, seven, eight, maybe as high as ten points better off based yeah. on some of the. The games they've thrown away. Again, we had this discussion, you know, fairly recently. You can also say that you know they've gone away and beaten Spurs, gone away and yeah, beaten United, which you wouldn't expect. You know, if you're counting the points up at the beginning of the season, you wouldn't expect it. So, um, it's uh, yeah, there's been peaks and troughs certainly, but it's frustrating when you look at some of the results. But somehow they're still there. They're still fighting for it. Um, another thing that that would be great and it would be huge for Wolves, I think, if they're going going forward is. The Chelsea game, okay, they got beat last night, but if they can wrap up top four pretty quickly, then they've got they've got other things on their mind. So it might not be a good it might be a pretty good time to play them, but you need them to be winning the next couple really, so they know they're in that top four. But Man City and, and the, the, I don't think the game has been announced yet. I'm pretty sure it's going to be around game week 36. I think it's going to be in and around that Chelsea game, maybe the midweek between Chelsea and Norwich. I, th- I think or, that's what it's going to be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it's looking like. And from what Pep Guardiola said, I think the other night, I think that's where that's what's being planned. Now, if that is the case, it would be magnificent in the next two, two weeks or two game weeks, if for some reason, and I know they're not looking like it at this moment in time, 
But if one of Man City or Liverpool broke away, then, you know, it's getting down to those last couple of games, a Man City game. I mean, they might have the title sewn up. You know, it might be game over. So they've got other stuff to be going on. And Liverpool, you want either Liverpool to have won it or to be or to can't win it on the last game of the season. If, the, if it's one of those two, then it could be a fantastic time to play them. So all of these three big sides, actually, yes, you could play them and they could be at their very, very best. But they also have a lot of other things on their mind. And, and some things might have already happened. So they, they really, you know, this could be a game where they don't need to play a full strength side because of a b and c like you say there's a lot of things that have got to be got to be you know worked out but it actually might work out as a really good time i'm not saying of all to play all three but maybe two out of the three they might have their eyes on other stuff yeah it's definitely possible if i'm honest i think it uh, particularly city and liverpool it's probably not going to happen because i think they're both so good that it will go down to the wire but there's potential and, and particularly looking at city they you know pep's been guilty of making Strange team selections and and too many changes on occasion. I think you look at the the um, the FA Cup semi the other week. Uh, that I think it was a yeah a few strange decisions in there. And Wolves have got good pedigree against City in the last few couple of seasons um, at home as well. And they should have got a result away um, early in the season. So you know there's plenty to play for. Now if you look at it on paper, as we say, yeah, you want to win those those three against the uh, so-called lesser teams. Um, but if Wolves can get you know back-to-back wins in, in uh, Burnley and Brighton coming up, mm. which is easier said than done, of course, but if of you course. can get that, they've got every opportunity going into every single one of those final four games, I think. Um, yeah. Obviously, the, the other three are more difficult by uh, by definition, but mm-hmm. Wolves are, are capable of getting a result. They should have got a result against Liverpool earlier in the season. Last-minute goal won them that. Got a draw against uh, Chelsea at home. And Chelsea, of course, I've dropped points occasionally here and there, and, and did the other night. There's chances here. There's big chances here for Wolves, and um, and I think you look at the position they're in now: three points off West Ham with a game in hand. As I say, West Ham's fixtures are very, very similar. Um, I do think it will come down to to us, these two teams. I think United, albeit a pretty, a pretty terrible and inconsistent. I think they're pretty terrible. Wow, they are bad. I think, I think they'll be. I think they'll just, just about be all right. In, Do you in know what? The I don't, I don't know one. Pl- I'm not sure whether one player, maybe just about Bruno, gets into Liverpool or Man City. I don't think any other Man United player gets into those two teams. It's, it's for me. It's not. It's not Bruno. It's it would still be Ronaldo for me that gets in. Um, yeah. I think both. Off. But I can't. Th- I can't put. I can't see Bruno getting into either of those teams. If you're asking me personally, yeah, it's uh, it's astonishing, really, isn't it? And and you know, you look at the squad. You look at Wolves. You look at Manchester United. You look at the best 11s that they're putting out. I tell you what, if I was putting a best eleven out of Wolves and Man United, it would it would be the majority of players would be Wolves. I tell you that, hundred percent. Oh, easily. Everybody's the, fit. No remember when we beat them? Uh, beat them one 0 away, and, and I said, mm. well, we both said after the game. Wolves is midfield too. Far and away is oh, better than United's absolutely. midfield. It's not even close. And they yeah. were excellent that day, Neves and Moutinho. Yeah. Uh, and that says a lot, well, one, about how far United have fallen, but two, how far Wolves have come. Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree. Um, now, I know people will be surprised and stunned to know that uh, sometimes we do plan things in advance. And uh, I had a good one-minute conversation with you before we went on air, you know, about <laughs> stuff that I was uh, aiming to ask you today. Uh, throw that out the window because I'm changing direction. So I'm putting you on the spot. Um, right. I want to talk about a player 
who is coming back into this side. We assume he's going back into this side. And, and it's going to be a crucial run in now, these last six games. Uh, is the person who can bring back European football to this city uh, someone who's the talismanic striker that is Raul Jimenez? Is he going to be the guy? It's been a, let's be honest, and the most important thing is that he's playing and that he's healthy. But when he reflects on this season, it will be a frustrating season for him. And probably a disappointment in, in terms of maybe goals and maybe the way that things have, have worked out. Two sendings off, so obviously no one really saw that one coming. I mean, the, the Man City one, the first one, was, was ridiculous. Um, but I think all of his own doing, I think he was very, very unfortunate for the second one. But end of the day, he's not finished two games this season. He's missed a further two games. Um it's, it's catch-up time, and if Wolves are going to win these games, they need a bit of magic. They've got to look to your main striker. They've got to look to the guy who's going to get the goals. We need, we need, a, we need a really good, positive, top-draw Raul Jimenez for the remainder of the season, don't we, I think, if Wolves are going to make European football. And what a story it would be. It would be a great it, story. <laughs> if, he, if he comes back in and he helps Wolves to... To, to European football, six games to go. He's back. He's massive in T for this. Do you think? Yes, for I this running, so. I think he has to be. I think he has to be. No, you're right. It'll be a frustrating season. He'll look back on it. Um, hasn't scored enough goals. Hasn't been consistent enough within just performances in games. Um, but I don't think he's quite been as bad as some people make out. No. Um, to say, just you know, the people will go as far as to say it's he's not been the same since his injury, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's taken him time. Of course, it has. But I don't think there's. Um, there's a you know all of a sudden a bad player there overnight. Uh, well, he's been involved in a third of Wolves' goals this season. Yeah, you know, exactly. got a scoring or, or assisting. So you know you can't. That's for a lot of other teams that that would be great. It's not prolific, but it, you know you're playing week in week out. I think that there's maybe the standards that he's previously set himself because he's been so good. Um, I think he's fallen short of that. Maybe disappointed, but he this season will do him the world of good to get back into it. Um, we can talk to a blue in the teeth, and we will do probably at the end of the season about bringing in strikers next year. You know, where where do they stand? Where does Raúl stand? What formation they can do? But for now, for these next six games, if I'm Bruno, I'm taking him aside and saying, Raúl, you're my main guy. No, no, um, doesn't matter about anyone else. You're playing these six games. You're playing the full ninety minutes. Go and win me. Go and get us top seven football. And I think Fabio has done very well, but I think you're right. I'd be surprised if, if Raul doesn't come back in. And he's that main man, um, not only for, obviously, his quality and, and, and the threat he does pose in front of goal, albeit the goals haven't been quite as flowing as much as he'd like, but he links the play up so nicely defensively from set pieces. He's integral. Um, he He's a real linchpin for, for Wolves' style, um, as well as, uh, I think, a, a bit of a leader off the pitch as well. So um, it would be a... It would be a great story if he came back and was able to, to fire Wolves to, uh, to European football. And we know, having had a few years now of, of his quality on the pitch in a Wolves shirt, that he's more than capable of doing that. More than capable. And Wolves have got, as we say, massive, massive games coming up against teams that are struggling. Um, and and the, the teams that have done very well, That I think he's also, uh, stats-wise, uh, impressed against also uh, mm. over the years. You know, he's got a... He's got a great opportunity here now, coming back in that frustration, hopefully, of the Leeds um, sending off and uh, and debacle, I suppose, uh, put aside. And he's got an opportunity to come back in fresh and ready to go. He was fresh is the most important thing. That's the right word because, you know, he has been rested. He has played a lot of football. He's obviously been to Mexico quite a few times. I mean, the amount of international breaks that, that we've had this season, it feels like it's been every other three weeks. But now no more... 
until the end of the season. Now we really get going, and I feel like he has had a break. He's maybe maybe as much as you know mind and body, I think, to get back in. And you need someone who's hungry. Now I get it's not all Raúl because they need he needs service, he needs quality service, and I just wonder what that front three will be going forward because he's got to get quality service, I think. Um, Pedro Neto is another person who. We've seen him make one start. It was a surprise start, wasn't it, really? I think we all expect him to be half an hour here, 20 minutes here. But he has started a game. He had then conflicting reports from from Bruno after Newcastle saying he's not ready to start a game, even though he kind of had done previously. I think it was before a little bit of a setback, wasn't it? But he's back into it now. Again, and we've got to see, I don't know exactly how fit he is. And I'm sure you'll ask him this, Bruno, in, in in the press conference tomorrow. But for me... If this guy can go 60 minutes, I want my best players playing for the rest of the season. So if he can play 60 minutes every game between now and the end of the season, or you know two starts and one bench, I want Pedro Neto starting ahead of anybody. Couldn't agree more. Although that start that you're referring to was the Palace game at home. Yeah. And Wolves played uh, Pedence as a false nine and Neto. Mm. And it didn't work for a variety of reasons, but it also didn't work because Neto wasn't particularly great. Um, but I think, you're, yeah, I think I have to agree with you. you if you... If he's ready and he's fit and he can play 60, 65, 70 minutes, you start Pedro Neto because he is far and away probably the best uh, the best winger in You can in bring Huang, you can bring Trincao, you can bring, you know, there's all these players who can yeah. come on Chiquinho and, and, and come on to the last 20, 25 minutes and still be useful to have in that side and maybe change your game or a good finisher to change it up. But if, if, if Pedro Neto can give me 60 minutes on Sunday at Burnley, he 100% starts for me and I'd start Pedence and I'd start Trincao, sorry, I'd start Pedence I'd, I'd start Raul and, of course, Pedro Neto. I think that's their front three. I think they've just got to make it work for me. Play your it, best front three. It would be my front three as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe, because uh, they had the open training session yesterday, um, mm. I don't believe Pedence actually was in training. Um, okay. And, of course, he missed the Newcastle game. So it, it, sometimes they do leave players until later in the week as well before they bring them into training. So uh, it may be that he's in either today or tomorrow and potentially is ready for the game, or it may be that he misses out on this game. Uh, hopefully we'll find out more tomorrow in the press conference. But just to bear, bear that in mind as well, that you know, particularly also in Neto's fitness concerns, that he may he may be forced into a Trincao and, and a Huang either side of uh of Raul, but we, you know, we've seen. I know he's not been great recently, but you have seen Huang and, and Raul link up very nicely uh, this season at times as well. Yeah. I, I, there's, there's potential there in several different partnerships and, and front threes, I think. But for the most part, it has to be a front three, doesn't it? And it has to be um, not necessarily a gung ho approach, but a uh, a, a positive and, and aggressive approach. I think Wolves have got to take some games by the scruff of the neck, and they've got to go there and and take the three points. Don't just whimper towards a, a point or, or, or snatch a win. You've got to take the three points with both hands. And if you can do that and set a marker, particularly on Sunday, moving forward for the last final game, five final five games, sorry, that's easy for me to say, after that, um, they're in a great position. Three points on Sunday, I don't think is, um, you know, it, I don't think it's crucial to the point where they don't get European football without it, but I think it's it's huge if they do get it. You've said Fabio Silva um, has done well. Can you see Fabio Silva... Is there any part of you that can see Fabio Silva starting against Burnley, either on his own with Raul coming on or or in a front two at all between now and the end of the season? Well, it'll be a bit of a switch where we see him and Raul in a front two. I mean, I'm, mm. I'm not totally against trying it either, but I, um, I, I don't see it, no. I, I'd be surprised. I think um, when you... 
I do think he's done well, but he hasn't scored in 23 appearances in all competitions, I believe it is, this season. If you want to get top six, you play your best players. And albeit I do like Fabio, I think you have to play Raul. And you have to play two wingers with him. I don't think... He, I don't think um, or if you do, I think you could play Fabio with him, but then you're struggling potentially for a sort of focal point impact from the bench. I quite like... Uh, Pedence has played in the two with Raul and it's worked quite well. But I would play a three and I'd play Raul and with two wingers. Pedro, uh, Pedro Nessa, sorry, Raul, um, Ruben Neves is doing some, some work in the gym at this moment in time. Is, is there any chance of us seeing him for the remaining two, three games, do you think? Or, or is, it, is it still too early to, to make that call? Uh, I'm, I'm sure Bruno will be coy on it regardless of, of when we might see Ruben Neves again. I mean, the sooner the better, obviously, if, he, if he's fit and can play. Yeah, so um, that was a couple of the questions on that, so we can you know tick a few of those off here now. Okay. But, um, it's uh, potentially good news with him now. It's, it, there's mm. partly you know um, speculation on my part here, but there you know it's a very good sign first of all that he's up back on the grass. Um, he isn't in, or as of yesterday anyway, with the uh, the open training session, he isn't in team training yet, but he is back on the grass. That's really good. Which is a very, very good sign. Um, so, so soon. And I remember when the injury happened, I said to you, um, because of the Man City game being moved, and we're now expecting it to be most likely in between the uh, the Chelsea and Norwich games. Yeah. Um, that if, and of course they set a timeline of May, but they didn't specify when in May. Um, if Ruben was able to get back by early May, at the time of his injury, he he will have only missed four games, and then there's another final four to play. So right. of the eight games he'd only miss four and he'd play for. Um and as it stands, if he's on the, the timeline that it looks, he's potentially going to be fit for that Chelsea game. Oh. Which which would mean he, he plays the final four games of the season. Now huge. how much of that Chelsea game he can play is is another thing. Now he may only be fit enough for the bench, you know, so he may not come on particularly with his style and his position. It's not necessarily an impact kind of uh, kind of player, uh, or forward player, for example. Um, but the sort of timeline he's on and the recovery and, and sort of how he's reacting as it stands to the uh, rehabilitation of the injury, he's potentially going to be looking at early May. And of course, Chelsea away is the 7th of May and that would leave Chelsea uh, away, City at home, Norwich at home, Liverpool away as four games that he's potentially back for. So, um, yeah, just to reiterate, slight, you know, a little bit of speculation there on my part, but from what I have heard in terms of how he's getting on with the injury, it, it does look like early May as a potential um, I've just got to keep our fingers crossed now that, that is, uh, that's the case because it could be very, very good news. Yeah, I mean, when, when, you, when you bring these names in and, and Wolves have been doing okay, as it happens, you know, without them, they've been getting some wins and keeping in touch, but you get Raul back, you get Pedro Neto back, you get Ruben Neves back, you get Nelson Semedo playing again, you know, I know in the side. These, these are big-time players who are going to create chances, score goals and, and be... Um, you know, essential really. If, if Wolves are going to do something this season, these are these are big time players, really. Yeah, and you know the timing of it could be could be perfect. I know mm-hmm. you've got to get through these next two games, or, or potentially next two or three games, um, without Ruben Neves. Um, but you're getting Raul back in, as we say. If Neto is is available, that'd be great. Um, you do worry about injuries elsewhere. I mean, this could sort of take another question off as well. Um, that. Kilman sort of hobbled off in the open training session yesterday. Um, don't have a, an update of sorts really. Uh, waiting to speak to, to Bruno on that, but he it was he was quite uh, he limped off quite gingerly. I'll put it that way. Um, right. So then on the other side of things, you know, you're starting to 
you know, see, see one or two players drop out. And as I say, Podence wasn't in the, in the training session either. So um, the squad's not massive. They need these players back. But if you yeah. can get a couple of these players back in, um, the impact of that could be huge. And let's say, hypothetically, Ribbonella starts the final four games of the season um, and he's back ready. That's that's massive, I think. And it's, it, it, in some ways, it's even bigger if Wolves win these next two games because you're just adding... To what is already uh, two very positive results and mm. uh, and what will be a, a positive atmosphere around the place if we can get him back in. Okay, we're going to talk about one more player. Um, we haven't got time to talk about both. So, Kino, give me a number between one and ten. Five. Oh, we're going to talk about Jose Sar. Jose Sar. We're going to talk about. Um, look, been fantastic addition to this team. Brilliant, not just on the field but off it as well. I think his personality is very infectious. He's been fantastic in his handling and his distribution. He's had some big games. He's made some important saves. And for me, is right up there in when it comes to play of the year discussion. He will be in that, for me, top three, at least, I think. Um, probably alongside Max Kilman and, and Ruben Neves, for me, will probably be in that three, I think, yeah, as, I agree. as it stands. Um, I'm not sure which which way it's going to be. Um, just, just a couple of things on him, though. I mean, look, a couple of penalties lately... Um, one, I think it was very harsh. The, the second one, probably a penalty. And have you seen anything in him recently where he might have just maybe gone off the boil slightly, or do you think that's been too harsh? Probably too harsh. I think. Yeah. Um, if, if I look at that second penalty, the the Chris Wood one um, at Newcastle, I think modern football and you know the way they interpret the rules and the the way games are officiated. Uh, it's a kind of penalty that gets given every day of the week in modern football. But I think there's some argument to say that Chris Wood initiates the contact or certainly is going down as the contact is made. Mm. Um, it's it's you know, it's sort of 50-50, that one. So I don't think that's necessarily a, a blatant one. Of course, you mentioned, you mentioned the first one being uh, the Ollie Watkins and Villa one, which, uh, yeah, doesn't look like a penalty in, in hindsight, does it? So um, there's I think there's two ways of looking at it, and, and perhaps both are right, that... Um, one probably is a bit harsh because it's the type of goalkeeper he is really he's, he's aggressive he commands his area he comes out both with and without the ball um, and sometimes it's the you know the uh, what the price you're going to have to pay for a goalkeeper who, who wants to be on the front foot and, and aggressive like he is which by the way suits Wolves down to a T and their mm. style mm. Um, particularly under Bruno of course and then the other way is to say you know is he perhaps too um Overzealous, he's too energetic at times. Yeah, he, he comes no, flying out. Um, yeah, and I think, good, yeah, good could, I think there's a bit of both in there. I think there is a bit of both in there because I think sometimes you have to you have to take stock a little bit and trust your defenders. And occasionally, um, particularly, um, I think particularly the Ollie Watkins one, although we, it's probably not a, a, a penalty, there are defenders in and around it, particularly kind of Cody there that you know you would hope be able to get to the ball ahead of the, the uh, head of the striker. So. Um, yeah, I think it's probably a bit of both for me that um, maybe needs to calm down a touch. But overall, I think it's too harsh to say he's, he's gone off the ball because I think he's been excellent. Yeah. Um, and, and again, we talk about top of the pitch, but that that back line and him are going to be obviously vital. You know, they're going to get tested a lot more, uh, especially in those three out of those last four games of the season. They've got some absolute quality, haven't they? All, all, all those teams. And um I think there's a togetherness about this squad, whereas I do feel that if they can get this result on Sunday and, and get a bit of momentum going on, go on one of those little runs again, I, I think 
you know, I think it could happen. I think it could happen. I don't want to get too excited yet, though. So we'll see. We've got to drive to Burnley first. It's not not a great drive. <laughs> Have you been to Burnley, mate? No, I've not, oh. I've not been, mate. Very, oh. very crucial question. Do we get parking at Surfmore? We do. And, and and to be honest, we that's one of the better things is that we're right outside the stadium. Oh, thank God for that. Because I've not had the uh, the info through from the uh, the Burnley officials yet. So I've been sweating the old on this. Confirmo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank God yeah, for that. That's about the only good thing about getting there, but you know, hey ho. Um, oh, yeah, we do. It might be the cricket club we park at. Actually, I think we park at the cricket club and then walk across. Well, don't don't tell them that. They people are going to be letting my tyres down if you tell them where my car is. Uh, and you're getting a new one as well, aren't you? Look at oh, all these yeah. fancy dans. What are you yeah, getting? What, yeah. what, what are you getting? What car are you getting? Uh, well, it won't be for a few months yet because they're, they're uh, the uh, the powers that be at ENS Towers are ordering it in. Oh, uh, what, brand what are you new, getting? Brand spankers. BM, BM uh, Lambo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's a R- test. Um, it's going to be a Kia Seed. Uh, a Kia I, Seed? Yeah, Seed spelled uh, C-double-E. I know how it's yeah, spelled, because you are. I don't want any, any, any keen seed kicking around that car. Crikey, well, you never oh. know. Uh, <laughs> I actually, because uh, I, I covered um, Warsaw did. On, on, no. yeah, I did, on, on Monday for our friend of the podcast, Joe Edwards, is on holiday. Um, did you I, go I, back and go, Christ... <laughs> Don't get me back in League Two football anymore. I'm Premier I'll tell you League what, baby. It is different. I, I enjoyed seeing some old faces, and that it was nice. Um, <laughs> Warsaw lost one 0 obviously away yeah. at Crawley. Sure. Um, driving back from Crawley back up uh, back up home on uh, on Easter Monday, getting caught in M25 traffic was love it was fun. Uh, but I'd actually drove past. Well, actually, I say drove past, stuck in traffic behind and then next to because I deliberately moved over next to a Kia C that was brand new. So I, oh. I was giving it. I basically wasn't really. Yeah, I got, I got the uh, I was, the chassis. I was I was eyeing up the new whip, mate. It was, uh, it looks yeah, it looks nice. Though. It's a bit bigger than what I've got, so uh, should be good. I don't know where we I don't know how we got to that, but uh, anyway, shall uh, shall we do some? Um, shall we take some questions? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Uh, nothing but Neto says, "How soon until we see Chiquinho start a game? He looked excellent in the last under 23s match and offers the speed that Adami used to provide with arguably better crosses." Yeah, I, I was I disappointed I wasn't able to see that under 23 game. Obviously, as I say, I was covering covering Warsaw, otherwise I would have been there for it. But um, he, uh, yeah, I remember. I can't remember which game it was. It was potentially the Newcastle one. That speaking after the game on the video, I said that um, I would probably give him a, a start in the next really? six games, maybe in one of the games and give him an opportunity. I'm sort of thinking I probably wouldn't do that now because of the results elsewhere and Wolves are, are still in it, and you you probably want to go with your experienced, reliable players. Um, so I think it's probably unrealistic we see him start. Um, I mean, Bruno saw Chiquinho and Chem Campbell on the same. In, in the same breath, right? Wait, say that again. Didn't he say he saw Chiquinho and Chem Campbell as kind of like oh, side yes. by side matching yes. Bruno, didn't he? So yeah. it's interesting to just to think the thought process there because nat- naturally I would have thought Chiquinho brought in, you know, first team player, first team squad that he would be ahead of, of, of Chem. But that's not the case. No, and Bruno said that really the reason Chiquinho has been favoured on the bench is because he, he can play him as a sort of attacking right wing back, which he did mm. in one game bringing him on off the bench. Um, yeah, I mean, Chem has, has been flying for the under-23s as well, it's got to be said. Um, he, he's really, really doing well. Goals, assists, he's electric on the ball, great turn of pace, great close control, dribbling, shooting, the whole lot. He looks a real good player. Um, but the pair of them, I think, it'd be, yeah, it'd be, of course, Chem only got his uh, his debut off the bench at Newcastle, his Premier League debut, that is. Um, so, yeah, it, it, yeah, I don't think you'll see either of them start before the end of the season. When Wolves have got too much to fight for, it'd be a massive shock to see... A young kid start, of course. Luke Cundall being an exception with uh, 
injuries and illness issues in, mid- in midfield. So, uh, so yeah, I don't think they'll start, but I think they're two good players, Chiquinho and, uh, and Chem, that are mm. ones to look for for next season, hopefully. And potentially we might see Chem get a loan or, um, or get yeah. some first-team football elsewhere. And then, yeah, I think they're, they're two very good players anyway. Stu says, how many years before there are none left from the championship winning team? And he, he, lists, the, he lists the team from uh, from Burnley, uh, Burnley, the 4-0 yes, win over, over Bolton. So uh, Jota, Afobi, Costa, all gone. Uh, Barry Douglas, Matt Doherty, gone. Danny Bart, gone. The bench, Njai, Bennett, Rodders, uh, Courtney Hawes, Will Norris, uh, Bonatini, all gone. So the ones who are left, how many years before there are none of these left at the club? And the ones who are still here, Sace, Neves, Cody, Bolly, Ruddy, Gibbs-White. So how long, Kino, until all of those players have left? By the way, great question. Very good. I, I really enjoyed it. I love the effort he's gone to tick them all off for us as well. Just Can't so go wrong, exactly, yeah. Well, I, need, I need the help with that, to be honest. So Give that man a prize. What, yeah. a, what a question. Um, Sorry, Stu, we're not doing prizes this week. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Stu, I'm just trying to get Judah to get his hand in his wallet. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, once. it's astonishing. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say five years. Oh, five years. Because I think Morgan Gibbs White's going to come back in and do things next season. Oh, well, that was the other player I was going to talk about, but I think we're going to save him for next week. I've called it. Well, maybe we'll tease it and leave it at that then. But I think do do things next season or do things next season. Do, as the cool kids do things in a Wolves shirt. Things. That is. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it now. Okay. See. So what do you say? Five. Yeah. And and to be fair, I mean, looking at particularly of those the other uh, five, Cody and Neves, if they can hold on to Neves for for longer obviously um, those two are potentially going to get another two, three, four seasons not necessarily four of both of them but of the, the two of them combined um, so yeah I think I think uh, I think there's a, a good five in there potentially depends how Gibbs White gets on I'm going to say I'm going to say three yeah, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's conservative, but I'll, yeah, I'll give you it. I'm going to say three. I was going to go sensationalist and go one, nah. but uh, I'm going to say three, and I think Connor Cody will be that person. And uh, if it if Connor Cody wasn't there, I might be tempted to say one. But Connor Cody. Yeah, there. I could see why. I could see why. You can you can make arguments for all the others potentially of, of moving on or getting sold, whatnot. Um, but I think three's the three's the nice little cushion. I think we'll say three. Good question though. I mean, Stu doesn't come up with good questions normally, but that's he's supposed himself, uh, himself there. Oh no, where's my computer screen going weird? Oh no, my computer screen's going weird. Don't do it to me. <laughs> right, well, don't mean to start picking questions. Just give me a question. Yeah, my, my Twitter's gone absolutely haywire. <laughs> Christ, uh... it's going mental. What's happened? I must have been leaning on something. I'm not feeling no, well. No, you've been hacked, me, mate. You, you, you read a question out. Uh, there, there's a couple of people. Um, one I can see. I think more than one person, but the Wolf Pack rather has asked about uh, new contracts for basically the out of um, out of contract guys, uh, being Marcel, Bettinho, uh, Sice, and Ruddy. Uh, and unfortunately, it's a bit of a, a nothing answer in that um, something I've been saying pretty much all the way through since January is that it's very much up in the air and, and unlikely to get anything until the end of the season with any of them. Of course, Sice has had something on the table. Bettinho has been in talks. Um, Marcel's rumblings have been potentially going elsewhere, but I've not heard anything concrete on that. Um, and then, of course, Ruddy um, had the interview with him, or one piece, rather, of the interview in with him today uh, on the Express and Star website. Um, him talking quite openly, actually, about, you know, he wants to 
to play football regularly. He thinks he's got a lot to offer still at 35. He basically hints at potentially leaving, but doesn't doesn't rule out either way, staying or or, or otherwise. Um, so really, with all of those players, it's it's very much very much up in the air. Um, so I wouldn't expect any news on those until um, end of the season, earliest really. Okay, uh, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, a lot of people asking about Neves. So you kind of answered that question. Um, Spencer asked an interesting question again about Gibbs White, and like I said, we'll probably go into a bit more depth for next week. So I like that. But he's saying he's flipping it a little bit, and we can all talk about bringing Gibbs White back and bringing him back into the fold, and, and you know, can he play in this side next season, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I'm going to just take the first part of this question. It's do you think Morgan Gibbs White would want to come back to Wolves? especially if Sheffield United get promoted. Now, I understand he's not got to say he's, he's contracted to Wolverhampton Wanderers, but at the same time, if a player doesn't want to be at a club, it's very difficult to keep him, I feel, and I think that that's, you know, that's always been the case. You don't want an unsettled player. You don't want someone who's, who's uh, potentially going to be, if he doesn't want to be there, you don't want him in and around the squad because you, know, you want to create a bit of that, that, that team situation. So if Morgan Gibbs-White doesn't want to be, part of Wolverhampton Wanderers next year do you have to sell him and do you think that he would want to come back at this stage he's flying like you say with Sheffield United yeah well if he doesn't want to be there of course you have to sell him um, you've not uh, you've not got much choice really um, there's a few very big ifs here it's, you know if Sheffield United go up of course I think they're sixth at the moment so they're in the in the playoff race um, and playoffs of course are very difficult so they may, they may not um, they may not go up but I think if um, it, it really comes down to what I suppose promises and assurances he gets from from Bruno or from Wolves to say what sort of impact and what uh, role he's going to have at Wolves because if he comes back in and Wolves say or Bruno says you know you're in my first team plans I want you fighting for a starting eleven place I think you're going to be potentially a crucial part of our squad I don't see any reason why he wouldn't want to stay at Wolves really you know he's he's local um, he's been at the Wolves at the, at the club a long time come through the academy. Um, you know, it's easy to settle into um, into the, uh, the changing room because he's been there already. So, uh, of course, money-wise, you know, you'd imagine he'd earn more awards than he would at Sheffield United, whether they get promoted or not. So, um, I don't think really there's any reason he wouldn't want to, to stay at Wolves other than than playing time. Uh, he obviously wants to play football and wants to play um, consistently because Bruno gave him the opportunity to stay in January and he, and he chose to, to go back on loan, um, which I actually think is a very mature and, and, and the right decision from him because, uh, of course, you know he scored again the other night. He's, he's, he's doing excellent things there. And, um, yeah, I, for my money, I would I would bring him back in and give him an opportunity. But I think that is those assurances are really what is going to base the decision on. And um, if he does go, I think Wolves will get you know a healthy fee for a player that they've brought through their academy, and that um, is probably going to be good business for for all clubs if it does go. Mm. Uh, so yeah, but it, I think it really hinges on that. Uh, Nag King Wolf says, with confirmation that Wolves win, will play uh, Southampton in Stockport. It's going to be a big game. That I'm already nervous for that game as well. The day before, of course, the last game of the season at Liverpool. Um, what a weekend that could be by the way they will play Southampton uh, in Stockport we'll look we'll be putting on coaches to support the fans going would be great to get a huge Wolves presence there um, absolutely 100% could not agree more you know regardless whether they put the coaches on or not get yourself down make a weekend of it I mean to go to Stockport and then a cheeky night out in Liverpool, and then and then the, you know the the boys doing the business on the Sunday. What a week! That would be an incredible weekend of all weekends, wouldn't it? 
Oh, it'd be brilliant. I mean, it works out. I mean, we'd both be hanging the next day. It <laughs> wouldn't just be me struggling in this podcast and struggling looking at the time and going minute by minute. You'd be in the same situation. To be honest, yes. I, w- I think it would be great listening. I don't care. Well, you know, it's got to be done, mate. Because if, uh, well, I say if, I mean, they are going to be playing a support. So it's going to be a, a double header over that weekend. Very selfishly for me uh, and from you, actually, or for both of us, it works out perfectly, doesn't it? It's going to be, uh, I think we're planning to go up and stay over somewhere. So it should be should be a good weekend. Are uh, we? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm putting it out there now. I, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to be going on. I love that. I love Beverages. That, I mean, it, it's going to be a difficult game for them, isn't it? You can't, it's so difficult to, when you haven't played them as well, just to, I mean, they've done so well with them this year. And obviously, I, I don't know if anyone uh, has read the story, but Dan McNamara won't be with them, will he? No, no, he's um, spoke to him after the, the game at Molyneux and that was his last game. He's over, um, I was I was about to say where he's over, but I'm actually, for security reasons, not allowed to say. So apologies, I, I almost gave it away then. Um, he's, he's overseas with the RAF um, and um, and yeah, he's, he's missing uh, the final two games um, of, the, of the league. They've then got the uh, Birmingham County Cup final against Albion. Um, 11th of May and then 21st of uh, of May they've got this playoff and he's missing all of them unfortunately he's not back till August but he is coming back and coming back to manage Wolves regardless of where um, where they what table they're going to be or what league they're going to be in rather but yeah it's very difficult you know they they're missing their manager their their leader someone who's very very close to the to the players and the squad um, but then they've got the players got something to fight for not only their own futures and the, and the club but they've got they've got to do it for him now as well so hopefully. They could turn a what is a very big negative into hopefully a massive positive, and it could be a, a very very special day on the twenty first at Stockport. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. And just to answer the question from from Nag as well, um, before basically I don't know because they're waiting on uh, ticket information and the allocation first before any of those sort of coach details come out. But um, I suspect they'll do something potentially similar to the under eighteens at. Um, when they played in the FA Youth Cup at United, where they put on um, coaches for £3, I believe they were, uh, and, and free tickets. Uh, I don't know whether necessarily the tickets will be free, but I think they'll you know, they'll definitely put some sort of travel on. Um, and uh, just got to keep an eye out for that once ticket information and uh, allocation is, uh, is announced. Um, Dan Patrick says, Bruno seemed very high on Taylor Perry in pre-season, but since then he hasn't been seen since injury curtailed his loan spell at Cheltenham. Will Bruno, Bruno look at him over the summer or look to sell or loan him out next season again? Yeah, it's definitely one to, to, to look at because he, I thought he did very, very well. Go back to that first pre-season game. Um, it was crew, wasn't it? Um, mm. And uh, I thought, yeah, he did. He did very well in that game, um, looked good in pre-season, went out on loan to Cheltenham in League One and actually was having a very, very good season up until his injury. So, um, yeah, there's certainly a player in there, a player who uh, Wolves will have a look at. But I think you'd imagine, again, speculating, you'd imagine that um, a loan is probably in his future again, particularly when he was having a very good loan and he got interrupted through no fault of his own. So uh, so that's most likely what will happen. Um but uh, certainly a player that, that you know they'll look at and they'll assess. And, he, and he's been playing well for the under-23s again uh, after coming back from his injury. And me and you watched him not long ago and he, and he was very good alongside Kundal in midfield. So, uh, yeah. yeah, potential there with him for certain. Jordan, after being told Fosun were open to outside investment and seeing all the interest in Chelsea, it seems there's plenty of people wanting a piece of a Premier League club. So why hasn't there been anything of note on this? Is outside investment still in the plans? Uh, the short answer is yes. <laughs> um, it's 
something like this, and it's without sort of going into too much sort of business jargon, I even I probably wouldn't be able to get my head around. It's no. uh, it takes a lot of time. You know, things like this take a lot of time, and you have to find the right people, not only um, financially, but in terms of you know how businesses are set up and the sort of ethics and morals of a business. Uh, it all has to sort of in line with with what folks in sports and what Wolves want. Um, so it takes a lot of time, but really that you know they're looking for for something that is going to um, that's going to be big enough really to help Wolves grow as a club and as a sort of the power of a, of, a, of of the commercial entity that the Wolves have become and, and could become bigger in the future. So um, yeah, they're looking for something fairly substantial, really. Um, so it's, it's still in the plans. Um, and it's a, it's an if and when situation. Okay, um, let's have a look. Brad is seventy seven. I've seen fans citing Virginia's breakthrough at Porto as proof of short sightedness on Wolves' part with his loan. But I think had we signed him, he'd not have got the game time to to become that good. Do you think we missed out, or were we right not to? Were we just not the right team for Virginia? Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's um, it's easy in hindsight, isn't it, to to say, oh yeah, he's doing so well now for for Porto and got a late call up I think after an injury to the um, Portugal squad as well that um, Wolves should have taken the 25 million I think it was an option on him and um, and he should be you know playing in this squad now now potentially in the way Bruno likes to play with three midfielders when he does choose that system Vitini could have fit into that but I think you have to base him on how you know he didn't get loads of opportunities but the opportunities he did have in a wolf shirt, and for me, he didn't do anywhere near enough. So, no, I agree. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna splash that kind of money on a player, you ha- he has to show enough while he's in a wolf shirt, and he didn't. Um, you know, it may be like a Goncalves situation where wolves in in the future may regret it, but for now, um, I think you you have to base it on how he was performing at the time, and mm. uh, yeah, I, I don't think it would would have been worth taking, and he probably doesn't fit the system. The Wolfpack, Leo Campagna doing well into Miami. Um, I think he scored a hat-trick the other day. Um, he did, he did. Uh, looks like they will take up the option to buy. Do you guys know how much the option to buy is? Looked everywhere on the web, nothing stating how much it is. Yes, that, correct. There isn't anywhere stating, but I've got the information for you. There uh, you go. So that, that's why you're the go-to, Kino. That's why you're <laughs> the man, baby. <laughs> yes. Um, so... Interesting, actually. I don't actually know the fee that Wolves paid to bring him in because I believe he was his contract was running down or running out, and it was a it, it was described as a nominal fee, which essentially means very very small. So um, I don't have a figure for that, uh, but I do know that it, it wasn't anything substantial, um, which makes what I'm about to say look quite good actually from Wolves' point of view if he does leave, um, in that it's roughly um, around two point five million. Okay, um, the option for him, which. You know, he's a young striker who has been out on loan, went to Grasshoppers, was behind uh, Bonatini at Grasshoppers on loan. Didn't really do much at Wolves from a, you know, coming through the uh, the youth ranks after he, after he signed. Um, mm. He was very far away, really, from playing in the first team. Um, now, it doesn't mean that he will go, but if he does, um, and it's around about 2.5 million Wolves get for him, I think that would be pretty good pretty good business if that, if that is the case. Um, do you think he's got wait. a future at Wolves or not? Um, if I'm hedging my bets, if I'm putting money on it, I'd say no. Um, you have to look at uh, his loans elsewhere, what he's done, and particularly the, the type of loan he's on now. Um, and no disrespect to the the American league, but it's, um, it's you know it's not it's not high quality. I think I'd probably bag a goal or two. 
wow. if I was playing over there. So wow. uh, <laughs> I had a good finish back in my day. Um, I bet you did. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I think if I'm, if I'm a betting man, I don't think he he probably has a Wolves future. But if he, you know, I'd, I'd love to be wrong and he comes back and bags goals in the Premier League for Wolves. But and of course he is still young; it's possible. But yeah, the, the option is around. 2.5 million, which I think would be good business if he does leave. Okay, last couple of questions. Adam Pode says, what's Wolves' target for the end of season? I personally think the board would be happy with eighth. Yeah, I think at the beginning of the season, well, we were both, I mean, I was going for about 12th. You were going for maybe 12th to 14th, is that right? Something yeah. around there. Yeah. Um, I think Wolves would have been happy beginning of the season with, with top 10. Um, you have to remember they're building on the back of a very successful Sorry, unsuccessful season last year, but a successful reign overall for Nuno. Uh, and it's a, a massive period of transition, bringing a new manager in. Uh, and um, I think, yeah, top 10 would have been a good a good start. And it looks like they're going to beat that fairly easily and potentially get Europe, European football, which I think would be um, a resounding success. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's probably about where the club stood. What would be more impressive, Kino? Nuno's qualification for Europe... Or Bruno's qualification for Europe if it happens? Oh, that's a really question. tough question. It's a good question, though, isn't it? Very it's from good. Jason Nuda, that question just came into his brain and tweeted <laughs> it. It's, it's a tough question because Nuno, obviously, he's riding the crest of a wave, isn't he, with the very good championship winning season? But there was a, a lot of squad changes, so he's got to bed players in. Um, Bruno, you know. Needed probably more signing, needed a bigger squad. He's trying to change the style and the transition of that. Um, I'm going to edge, and it's and it is and it is an edge. It's really close, but I'm going to edge. It might be recency bias, but just towards Bruno mm. because of because of the transition. Really, they've had to overcome a very disappointing season last year. He he has when well, he's tried and successfully changed the style, but without changing it so much that Wolves have suffered um, and I think that's a very delicate balance to find um, so that is what I'm going to I'm going to go with but he's got to do it he's got six games left he does absolutely he does let's uh, let's hope we can have that conversation in in detail in a, in a month in a month's time is it a month nearly just about a month's time isn't it well it'd yeah, be a, a, month, a month today is the, uh, is the women's game isn't it my so, goodness that's going quick isn't it that's scary that isn't it when you come to think of it right last one Reggie uh, Reggie says I'm in Ireland for a wedding, does that mean I have to drink Guinness the whole time? Am I allowed to mix it up? I mean, for me, you got to drink a Guinness at least once if you're in there. Just a, yeah. a good, a good quality Guinness. I'm not a Guinness fan really, but you know, I went to the Guinness factory when I was there, and you get to pull your beer at the top of the tower and you have a good cold Guinness. I think that's fine, but I don't think you have to have it the whole time, do you? No, not the whole time. I'm, no. I'm a whiskey fan as well, so oh, uh, yeah, some great whiskeys get, there as well. Get some Jamesons down here, something would be nice. I, yeah, in fact, I had a. You were you were day drinking. I went to the the pub with the missus for a couple of pints as well. Did little, you? And a little Guinness in the sun. It was nice. Ah, oh, I can't go um, on now. You're wearing some jorts. <laughs> no, I was just wearing. You're very much jort person. You are. You and Spears jorts. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You wait till pre-season. I'll see we, you whopping them. We pull it off anyway. white, white knobbly knees out, mate. <laughs> they were, I mean, they are white and knobbly as well. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I've never been a, a Guinness person up until. Quite literally, the last year or so, and I've sort of started getting into it. But I only have sort of one or two occasionally. It's not something I drink a lot of. And when I went to Dublin in like 2016, I didn't like Guinness at the time, and mm. I didn't have any. I didn't go to the Guinness factory. I went to the Jameson's factory because I like whiskey, but I didn't do Guinness, and I regret it. So I need to go back at some point. 
Sounds good. I can't do. I can't do whiskey, man. I, I can't. I can't. Oh, we we were doing. It was me and me and, and Rosie, the missus. We were doing these uh, taste testers in the uh, on this tour of the Jameson's factory, and it's straight whiskey as well. Tasting mm. it, it was um, yeah, it was heavy. Like I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't tend to drink it straight that often, but I uh, had a obviously those sort of three shots, and we were trying different ones. And uh, you're meant to sip it, but I, I sipped it to start with, and then necked them. Um, and then she couldn't really drink them, so I saw nectars as well. <laughs> it was uh, it was good though. It was, it was a good tour. I enjoyed it. Uh, we'll, we'll be celebrating with some whiskey on Sunday night, Kino. It's Burnley against Wolverhampton Wanderers at Turf Moor. Um, big game, managerless Burnley, of course. Uh, I mean, crazy. I just, I just don't understand boards and 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 owners and foreign owners and the way they. It's absolutely ridiculous, but. Um, anyway, no more Sean Dyche. Uh, kind of like no manager to replace him. There's kind of like a I think Ben Mee's looking after things with 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 the backroom staff as it stands. So, mm. um, is that a good thing or is it a bad thing for Wolves going into this game? It's the golden question. It could go either way, really. I mean, they they sacked him on the the Friday, which by the way is a very strange day to sack a manager, considering they'd lost to Norwich on the the previous Sunday. I don't, you know, why doesn't he go on the Sunday or the Monday? Um, which leads you to believe that I've maybe been trying to get someone and they've finally got the go-ahead or green light, sacked him, and no one's, no one's in, well, so potentially, it's bizarre. Yeah. But yeah, exactly, potentially. And uh, they then go to away to West Ham on Sunday and, and get a point. When they were 1-0 up as well, missed a penalty, so yeah. they could have won that game. Um, which is, you know, that's a good point away at West Ham for, for them. Um, they play tonight at home to Southampton as well. Um, for me, I think it's a good thing you know, you do get potentially a bounce when someone exits or enters a club. But someone like Sean Dodge, I think you know he'd been there ten years, hadn't he? Um he's uh albeit they were struggling this year, I think he's massively overperformed on the budget and the players that, that Burnley have got. It's not the most exciting football, uh, but I think he, he did a great job there. So to see him go I think can only be a good thing because he's been very shrewd in the way he's beaten uh, or got results against Wolves over the years. Uh, as I say, Wolves have not won away at Burnley since twenty ten. Um, so I, I I can only see it, well, hopefully at least as a as a positive. But um, Burnley are certainly are certainly struggling. You know, losing two 0 to Norwich when they're already down there fighting anyway um, is uh, is a massive struggle. I mean, beating Everton was great, of course, but then you look, go back through their results and um, and it's just two nils, four nils, two nils losses across the board. Um, so they are really struggling. And and when you look at how they played against West Ham, of course, the first game without Sean Dyche, they were pretty much unchanged um, in terms mm. of in terms of formation. I didn't watch the game at the time, so I, you yeah. know, please oh, they let me know. Have, they, should have, they should have won that game, didn't they? I yeah. think they, it was Jay Rodriguez and Vakehurst up front. It was Cornet yes. on the on the left, I think. And uh, look, they've got some players that can hurt you. And you know, if Wolves, oh my goodness me, like you say, how long has it been since they've won there? Twenty ten. There's been some bloody frustrating days. I mean, thank God Chris Wood's not not at Burnley, but I mean, he made <laughs> up for it at Newcastle the night. But at the same time, you know, these are the games with it with a side that obviously very brittle and um, and have struggled this season. Where you've got to you've got to go and win, guys. You've got to go and win there for me. And I know you say that a draw's not catastrophic, but it just seems to me. And we'll see what happens on Saturday. But obviously, with what's happened in the last week or so. Wolves need to go there and get a result for me. They need to get three points in that result. I think so. I think so. It, it very much depends on the results elsewhere as to whether a draw is catastrophic or not. I, I don't think it will be either way. 
But I'm not saying it's catastrophic, but I'm just saying like if you want European football, you've yeah. got to go to Burnley Football Club away with, a, with with six games to go in the season and a team that are almost certain to go down, and you've got to go and beat them, regardless yeah. of if you're missing your talismanic centre midfielder or not. You've got to go to Burnley Football Club and you've got to come away with three points. And of course, the other way of looking at it is if Wolves don't beat Burnley and results either way, whether they do go their way or don't, Wolves are then running out of time, aren't they? To to make it up with only five games remaining after Sunday's game, so yeah. um, either way, uh, a result would be uh, a win rather would be would be huge. And, and you're right, they do have some players. Um, I think Vedkost, you know, he's not set the world alight in terms of the amount of goals he's scored, but I think not. Well, Chris Wood hasn't this season either. Um, and I think as a as a style of centre forward, he probably is just an upgrade really on, on Chris Wood. Um, Rodriguez, of course, former Albion, um, is. Can be hit or miss sometimes, but you know he's he's got a finishing touch when he finds space. Corne and, and Dwight McNeil on either wing, I think, are good players. But um, and, and actually, you, Charlie Charlie Taylor on. left back, uh, you know, gets forward a lot and, and and has got a good left foot cross. So they they they've got danger men all over all over the pitch. That you know they they've been in the Premier League for this amount of time for a reason. But I think go man for man through the squads, Wolves should be winning a game like this. The reason I say you've got to go there and win as well. Not only are they struggling in the league, not only are they, you know, the bookies' favourites to go down, or one of the, you know them and Norwich and and Watford. Um, but Wolves had a break. Wolves had a break. They're all rested. They should be ready to go. Burnley played at the weekend. Burnley are playing tonight, Liam. They're playing tonight against Southampton. Right. They've got a game on Thursday night, and then they're playing on Sunday. Everything is saying that Wolves should go there and they should be fresher, they should be fitter, they should be stronger. And that's why I'm saying with these chances that they're going to get, with everything surrounding it and, and the way that they're playing and the way that they're playing tonight as well, before this podcast has, you know, has even gone out, they've, they've got another game before they play Wolves. A lot can happen between now and then. For me, that's why this is a must win. And I'll finish off with my, uh, my prediction I'm going to say, well, give me a little team news first. Who do you think comes in? What would you say? What do, you, do you think it's going to be a Huang Trinh Cowan Raul? Would you would you would you like to see a Neto in there? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to say it's those. I think it's you Huang Trinh Raul. Yeah, mm. I think it's those three. Uh, mm. I think Dendonga probably comes back in. I believe he was training yesterday, the open training session. So I think he probably comes back in. Moutinho. Yeah. Um, it's a toss up really with whether Marcelo or Nori play. Yeah. Um, and do you think we see Semedo return, or do you think he sticks with Johnny? I'm gonna. Put my neck on the line and say Samaya comes back in. Yeah, I think I think he gets a game. So, uh, and then of course depends on how Kilman is. You probably see uh, Sides come back in and uh, alongside Bolly and um, and Cody. Do you look serious? Uh, do you look serious, or do you think it's? I mean, at least Sunday gives him a little bit more time, doesn't it? Yeah, it's difficult to say really until we, we speak to Bruno um, tomorrow because you know a player hobbling off gingerly it can be interpreted in a few different ways. It yeah, could, a bit, it could, it could be, be an impact could, injury, yeah. dead leg, etc. It could be. Yeah. Um, you know, roll his ankle or whatever. You know, he's, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Really, hopefully, nothing, nothing serious. You, you, you wouldn't want him to see his season out with a whimper like that after such a, a great season for him. So, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see on that one. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I think that those really are the talking points in terms of the, the starting eleven. Um, otherwise, I think you can probably you can probably guess where else uh, where who else plays rather. Yeah, uh, my prediction is going to be Burnley Football Club one. Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club. Two. Get in. I did the kind of afflection. I know. Like it was going to be a score draw. Well, no. Which was nasty of you. I know. Give me it, Kino. For the, this is for the win. This is for the not one, 
not two. I'm giving away three football kits. Three, three kits. Three football kits. If someone can retweet and you can get this score to come true. Here so no go. pressure. Here we go. And um, to be yeah. fair, you've done well this season. You've got zero right. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. so, so surely between between surely just one. Just get one right, mate. Burnley one. Oh. And for each shirt, Wolves oh. three. Oh, 3-1 three, win. 3-1 win. Three, one win. We're all one having the whiskeys in style. Let's have it. Let's get the whiskeys in the car. Let's get on it. Not drive, though. Don't drink and drive. Whoa, you know, whoa, whoa. Yes, come on now. Passenger and in the back seat, obviously. Goodness me. That'll be fun. There's a McDonald's for you, mate, outside uh, Turf Moor as well. Just if you fancy a little, uh, you know, a little bit of a McFlurry to celebrate on the way home. My body's normally a temple, but I could be tempted if... Uh, 3-1 win, mate. We'll be win. I tell you what. I tell you what. If Burnley win... Not Burnley win. God, no. Whoa. If Wolves win. Wolves win 3-1. Me and you, I'll treat you to a McFlurry and we'll both post it. And I'll, I'll have an ice cream. I'll, I'll take the diet off for the weekend and I'll have an ice cream with you. How's that? I'll even, I'll even buy you the crunchy pieces inside. Oh, now you're talking. You're splashing the cash on me recently. Oh, I'm you deserve this. it, bud. You deserve it, bud. Um, safe journey to everyone. Uh, who's going up to Yorkshire on, on Sunday and like I said, we've across three points. So me and Keenan, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>